Hey, Kerry here again from uh, Best of Us Investors, host. I hope you saw my videos, uh, I guess it was last Thursday and Friday, from my interviews with the, um, the hedge fund uh, from Boston. Uh, was it Snowball Capital? And, and particularly, I want to relate to the one that on Friday when we talked about, uh, in specific, how healthcare was going to change. Then I did a video um, on Saturday where I told you uh, the six reasons why I'm selling Tesla. And this is because I think Tesla's had its run and the growth opportunities over the next five years are not the same as some other places that I would like to put my money. So with that in mind, I want to tell you today, with those two videos in mind, healthcare and Tesla, where I'm going with that money. And that's what this video is going to be about today. Um, so stick with me. We'll get through the um, disclosure that I'm not your financial planner and don't uh, take this for anything more than entertainment and education. Be right back. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Okay, where did I put the money um, that I'm, I'm taking from Tesla? And where do I plan to put even more of it? I think I want you to just watch a, a little three-minute segment of the conversation we had, and then I'll get into it in more detail. And I think it'll make more sense to you because I think these young people can explain it a little better than I can. So watch this. So we do focus on the CRISPRs, the Illuminas, the Editas, but we also focus, as I said, on the more companies that are focusing more on personalized medicine. So just this week we had 23andMe go public. That's really exciting. That's really the the first FDA-approved genome sequence that you can order to your house and then right. get the results online. And it may have seemed gimmicky at first, but once you understand the implications of that much data on someone's personal genome and what you can do with that, it's just completely game-changing. So that's a big one, especially recently. We also love Teladoc. Yeah. Um, another one people, I think, just assume it's video conferencing a doctor, but they're really doing so much more. They're trying to create an ecosystem where you have mental health care, dermatology, just primary care, all in one platform. And same thing, it's a data play. They're going to have data on all of us. You don't think you don't think Apple will buy Teladoc, Apple or no. Google? I have on my desk Teladoc's market cap, Apple's market cap. And I'm like, why aren't these just... Yeah, that, I mean, that's just a natural. And I think Teladoc's still young, and I think they still want to make their print as their own company. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. If I, I'm sure Apple is looking at it all the time. Or Google. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think they also are doing it themselves, you know. I think Apple, as okay. we saw in Wall Street Journal the other week, yeah. Apple did try to open a few clinics for employees. I think Apple could easily launch an online consultation service. When I read that article, you know what I, I believed? And they were saying they were having difficulty getting the employees yeah. to participate. They got your, your, your outlook on health care changes right. when you turn 60. We talk I mean, about may, that I a lot. may I challenge you on this one? <laughs> Uh, I, I think that if you think about the entire ecosystem of healthcare, the future, the real future of healthcare, because it's a massive industry. Yeah. And, and I would not. And it's a broken industry. Yeah. Yes. Well, here's some. I mean, right with COVID nineteen, we can. This just opened the world's eyes to how unprepared and and how little we know about 
this space. It also directed people towards more openness with data privacy, uh, and also uh, it really accelerated by a factor of, what do we say, four to five years in the highest cases uh, of, of the adoption of telemedicine. Because no one likes to go to a doctor, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you definitely do need to still go to a doctor, but for a large number of cases, you don't need to. So if, if you want to talk about what is going to be the, the future ecosystem, would you rather have all these different companies, a little tiny company like Teladoc, and then, then you go over to the CVS app to get your prescription, and then that takes you, then your doctor, your, your dentist needs your x-rays, and that's on a different app. Would you rather have all that, or would you rather have it all connected? And what's the quote from Tim Cook of Apple on yeah, your desk? Well, the, the first time he said it was in 2019, and he said, I think when people look back on Apple, they will think the greatest contribution we ever made was in healthcare. Oh, yeah. And I, that, so that alone, that, that's how Apple could still be the most uh, powerful wow. company, really, in terms wow. of a data play, but also the largest company in the world. And, and continue that. Because if you look at market caps historically of companies, they don't stay the biggest, right? No. They fade. And if Apple wants to really maintain the, the highest or even among the top three, then moving into healthcare is a really good idea for them. And that's what they're doing. I think it's better than them going into autonomous vehicles and electric vehicles, which they may still, just think about the total addressable market there, right? It's oh, much, yeah. obviously, oh, yeah. that's something that affects and impacts everyone. The words you hear them keep saying is building an ecosystem. And that ecosystem is based on data. And that data is all about your health. I equate things um, in terms that I understand. There is an ecosystem around my automobiles. And that is, my wife has a Porsche. It's, uh, I think it's 17 years old. And when something happens to it in its engine compartment uh, or anywhere else, as far as that goes, a little light comes on and says, take me to the shop. Um, in my car, uh, if anything goes, and it's about a five-year-old BMW 535i, uh, if anything goes wrong with it, they actually notify me. They, they uh, send me an email and says, Carrie, we're having problems in this. Why don't you bring your car in and we'll take a look at it and see if the problem affects you. That's an ecosystem of data. And what in both cases they're doing, one is in the Porsche, it's got sensors on it that sense when something goes wrong. On my car, it's a matter of they have the data of all the, the BMW 535i's that they have sold over the five, past five, six years. And when a problem becomes regular within them, they notify all the owners. Well, why can't that happen in my body? Why can't I have sensors on my body that says, Carrie, take your body to the shop? Or why can't I have sensors or information that is monitoring my data, comparing it to the data of everybody else in the world, particularly those of us who have a similar genome and have his history on our genome, and come back to me on my phone and say, um, you need to get a checkup. You need to bring it in and let us check on you, just like they do on my BMW. That's what they're talking about 
when they say the ecosystem of healthcare. And I want to know, and, and then they elaborated, it just really didn't come to the attention of the world until the COVID crisis and the knowledge that we don't know what's going on in our populations. If we, if we had had the BMW type service, we would have known that it was in Wunan, China, and we would have isolated it. Or if it came and it showed up in Paducah, Kentucky, we would isolate it. We, we now recognize that this system is possible and we need to adapt to it. We also need to, as they said, adapt to telemedicine. And that is we're sharing our information with our doctors about the prescription they gave us two weeks ago and how well it's working. This could even be a, 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 a bot who, who, who responds, you take the medication for two weeks and a telebot calls you up and says, how is it working? Rather than waiting a year and say, hey, a year ago we gave you that medication, how is it working? That's not good enough. It's not good. And we have the technology to make that happen. Okay, that's, that's important. The other thing I think at the end of the interview, the last words were said, total addressable market. Okay, think of what that means. Uh, if you have a, um, a electric car, what's your total addressable market? It's those people who drive cars and those people who can afford your cars. What's your total addressable market in medicine? It's everybody that's alive. And so this is huge. And as they say, it's broken. So where am I putting my money? In the early part, she mentions 23andMe. And I've been a customer of 23andMe, I guess about three years now. They send me an email uh, about um, probably every six months, and they tell me of anybody else who has signed up for 23andMe and it, how I, I am related to them, what our, what our genome match percentage is, okay? Along with that, they always ask me to take a survey. And in that survey, they ask me if I've had any uh, changes in my health, and then they get specific. Has your heart given you any problems? Has, ha and, and what they're doing is they're checking the people who have a common genome with me and finding what's happening to them relative to what's happening to me. And then artificial intelligence is putting that data together so that they can predict what's happening in my body and tell me to come to the shop. That's what that's all about. Then she goes into what Teladoc is all about. I always felt, well, Teladoc is just a, a video service very similar to Zoom where we can talk to each other. And she re revealed to me, no, this is, this is a means by which Teladoc is gathering data 
on my health and putting it into a database that then can match up with the data from 23andMe and as they then said, also from the data that Apple is, in, is, is collecting from my smartwatch or Google is collecting from my Fitbit and gain a better analysis of what Kerry's health is and what his possibilities in the future are. Now, I believe the next step of that will be go beyond wearables and go to something who have, you have been with me for a while, the smart toilet. That every morning my poop is analyzed and it is read through a 5G probe and is set into the cloud, as is my pee. As is I start stand in front of a smart mirror naked and say, do you see anything? And the smart mirror sends that image out into the cloud and, co and compares it to billions or, yeah, billions of other naked bodies and says, what's this lump? What's that mole? Well, based on the millions, billions we have, you're okay or you need to see a doctor. That's the future of medicine where we don't go in and the doctor says, do you have any pain? Uh, have you had any issues of late since I last saw you a year ago? No, it's going to be my computer pops up and says, it's your doctor. We have sensed that your diet is off and you are having a kidney problem and we need to address it. That's where we need to go. And that's where the, the medicine world is proactive to what's going on in my body, much as the automobile world is proactive as to what's going on in my vehicle. So what I'm telling you, if you haven't heard this, is this is what's coming. And this is the investment opportunity of your lifetime. And, and it's, it's not only medicine. I, I, I also talk about 3D printing. Uh, I talk about electric vehicles. I talk about robotics. These things are real. And they're, they're not tomorrow. I was, I was uh, showing a house yesterday, and I had a young 36-year-old agent. And he, he asked me about my YouTube channel. And I, just to I told him what I just told you. And he looked at me and he said, Carrie, the rest of the world doesn't know about this. I said, no, I know they don't. They don't know what genome sequencing is. They don't know what CRISPR is. They don't know what a, the future uh, e ecosystem of healthcare is going. They know nothing about that. He said, you have an advantage in the stock market, don't you? I said, yeah, I do. It's it's kind of a window I look through uh, into the future and I connect the dots of what happened last week and this week and I say, okay, what's going to happen next week, next year, next month? And so I know where to put my money. I'm not worried about interest rates. I'm not worried about inflation. You can't stop this. Inflation is going to make no difference whatsoever 
It, it just isn't. This you can't stop. So become a part of it and watch it happen and watch it make you money. That's what we're all doing. We're trying to make good investment decisions. And all too often, we, we work in a, our own little world. Maybe we invite a few YouTubers in. We certainly don't hire a money manager, but we try to live in that world. I'm trying to escape from that world. I have built a tribe, and uh, I wrote a book about it, The Power of the Tribe, and how we work together to make better investment decisions. And then as you join my tribe through coming to our Discord, and you do that by going to bestofusinvestors.com and giving me your name and your email address, and I send you an invitation. But most important, by subscribing, you give me clout, okay? That clout got me in their offices for three hours talking to these young people who run a hedge fund about the future. And they opened my eyes. I am hoping that another hedge fund says, hey, why don't you come talk to us? I'm hoping that CEOs of Teladoc and 23 to, and me say, thank you for talking about us, but why don't you come out here and talk to us in person? That can only happen when I gain clout. And clout is subscribers and thumbs up and just becoming a part of our tribe. So that's my that's why I'm selling my Tesla. I, I've already bought uh, 1,500 shares of 23andMe, and I'm I've got an order in for Tesla, and I think it's 700 dollars a share. Um, and I'm watching Teladoc. I think it's at a good price. And I'll be moving that money from Tesla. And again, the reason is, I think Tesla will continue to go up, but it's not going to be a, uh, a 10Xer in the next five years. It's not going to go from 700 to 7,000 in the next five to 10 years. But 23andMe, which is a, I think it's a $12 stock, yeah, it could be 120 very easy. Um, Teladoc, I think, is somewhere around 150. Could it be a 1,500? I don't know. I really, as, uh, as Bridget and I think, I think it's, it's going to be bought by Apple or Google. So that's my take on this. That's what I want to share with you. That's what I, how I want to make, help you become a better investor and work together not separate and not against each other, but together and for each other. Okay, later this afternoon, this is Friday. I, every Friday at three o'clock, I get on uh, my, my um, Discord and we have a discussion of what I did in the week and uh, what my thoughts are for next week and how they can help me. Truly, we work as a tribe. Find the, find the link here. It's, it's available on Amazon. And um, Colin and I wrote it to, together. And I think you'll find it kind of enlightening that you don't have to do this alone. 
you have other people who have a common interest that would be willing to help you. Okay, I'll talk to you again tomorrow.